Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are doing this every Tuesday. They need to come hang out with Mooch and the Misses. That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. He's his own worst enemy. He's creating his own problems. You know, he's like one of those people who can't get out of their own way. I don't want to be one of those like kind of Trump like, haters. Okay, I just want it. to make... Everyone is a product of their upbringing and their personal loyalties. I'm a human being, and I probably got overtaken by the excitement of him winning. The minute you called me to say, uh, boom, as soon as I got that, boom, I called you right back. Anyway, you, and then you she lose hit the me. argument. All the ladies out there. My mother's like, why are you cursing so much? I'm like, ma... Where do you think I learned it from? We do this podcast. I go into the city. We have dinners together or we'll travel. We spend time to be together as a couple and a family and as business partners. And I feel like it really helps us. You still love me? I do. Do you still love me? Very much. Okay. I don't know if you, I mean. Very much my liberal hot wife. (laughs) Every time I hear that, I laugh. Because now you're Uh, you're more liberal than I am now. I'm really not liberal though. I'm a, I'm a I'm a conservative that just thinks this guy's whack. But but how are you? I'm are good. You? I'm at home, guys. Again, I'm sorry to not be live in the studio, but we have a sick kid who's home with me, and the other kid is home with me too, and they're both riding around on bikes in our house. So hopefully, you don't hear them. Do you? Do you hear them in the background? No, I, I don't hear them in the background. But I heard them in the background from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. last night. Yeah, hopefully I make sense on this thing because I Rough don't even know who I am so, today. So let, let's let's abruptly switch from medicating children to talking about to medicating the, America. Uh, yeah, let's or let's, needing let's, to. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about the unstable genius that does need medication, who uh, pulled us out of Syria unilaterally without talking to the National Security Council or the Pentagon. So he's ordered the troops out, the troops are coming out, and the, the Turks are bombing the uh, the north, the southern border of Turkey, northern border of Syria, and so go ahead, because you are obviously becoming a news junkie now. What is your <laughs> thought about that? Well, the funny part is last night when I was putting Nick to bed, he was telling me all about Syria and the troops, and I said, what, how do you know this? And he said, you and dad watch the news all day, every day, and you think I'm playing, but I'm listening to the news. So good for him. But yeah, so he was like, yeah, I don't know so if that's a good thing men, or a bad why thing. Did, why did Trump take the army men out of Syria? I mean, yeah. Yeah. But so, and then so, he said, isn't that like a bad thing to do, being that he already separated families at the border last year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Like, he, okay. he, yeah, well, if he keeps it up, he could be fired after 10 or 11 days. So, oh my God! Let, well, I feel me, like he knows more than the president right now. But so, so let me. Ask what are you I'm asking looking, me about this? Well, I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for a compliment. But do you think I explained the Kurdish situation well to you last week or no? No, 
very well. And like we addressed this last week on the podcast, because it was just the beginning of the situation unfolding. Um, I wish everybody could see the map that you drew. So we, everyone could understand exactly why this is such a big deal and how all of these things is like an overlap. Um, and they all kind of tread on each other's ground, which has made it a sticky situation. But I just don't understand the rationale or why he doesn't ask anybody in the actual military what the repercussions of this could mean if he do it so abruptly. I mean, I understand we all want to take our troops back home and save American lives, but I feel like it's eventually going to lead to deaths somewhere because there's going to be a different kind of war because if ISIS is not under control, there's other things that are going to unfold. So why doesn't he and how does he have that power to willy-nilly just do this and not have to get approval from anybody? Okay, so so the first thing is two seconds on the Kurds. So they're living in a region that's inside of and on the border of Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. And so just Which is for unfortunate every, for them. Yeah, and so just for everybody's vantage point, they've been living there for centuries. Um, there was a treaty put in place in 1916 called the Sykes-Picot Treaty, which created countries in that area. So Iraq was created as a result of that treaty. Syria was created as a result of that treaty. Uh, Turkey and the Ottoman Empire has always sort of been there. But, but the Kurds never got themselves a country. And so they are a... How come they didn't get it in that treaty? Well, I mean, look, there's a lot of different he said and she said about it. But I think at the end of the day, the British bureaucrats and the French bureaucrats that worked on that treaty actually hated the Kurds. They actually didn't want there to be uh, civil rest, if you will, in the area. They wanted civil unrest. And so they created these border disputes all over the place. I think it was very racially motivated to be totally candid. So, so now the Kurds are a group of people without a country, um, and they would love to have a quote-unquote Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's that issue here is that when we asked them to fight with us uh, to take on Saddam Hussein, they said yes. When we asked them to fight for us and with us to take on the ISIS fighters, uh, many of which were remnants of the old Saddam Hussein army, they said yes. And so um, we've sort of betrayed them more than once. Um, And so this last betrayal, though, is a big one because you've got the Syrians involved with the Turks, and obviously they're being supported by the Russians. So so it's, it's almost creating a vacuum of American leadership in the area, and it's allowing for Russian leadership in the area. And obviously, if people are reading the reports, there are people that are evacuating and escaping from prisons that are members of the terrorist organization ISIS, which could potentially lead to more terror in Europe and the United States. But but I think that the question you're asking, which is a really good question, why is he unilaterally able to do this? And so not to give everybody a constitutional lesson, but when we set up the Constitution in this country to declare war, uh, the framers of the Constitution wanted that hotly debated, and they wanted the Congress to be able to vote on it. And then obviously then the president, who was the commander-in-chief of the Army, would then, with the Department of Defense, execute that war. 
or you know with the American military at that time. So so what what has happened though is Congress, because most of these people are political cowards, uh, they don't want to be involved in the process of that decision. And so last time that they were involved in a mega way in that decision was the Iraq war. And so people like John Kerry or Senator Hillary Clinton voted for the Iraq war. The Iraq war turned out to be a disaster. So that vote was thrown in the face of people as they were trying to ambitiously climb to higher office. And so, okay. So basically to sum it up in a nutshell, in layman's terms, it's all based on politics and being reelected right. and all that. Okay, so that's a bad, stupid answer. Yeah, so, so what happens but is they, they've seated all the Not that you're giving a like stupid Barack answer. Obama. I'm just saying politics make no sense. No, no I understand, but they're ceding they're all that power to Barack Obama or to George Bush or now in this case Donald J. Trump. And so that's what's going on. All right, okay. So here we are. I mean, he ran on a platform of keeping the country and all of us safe. So I don't know about national national security as it relates to letting things all over the world go on. And he thinks we're going to be in this like bunker or silo because we're not, you know what I mean? It is a global community that we live in, whether he likes to know that or think that or not. So I'm interested in seeing how this will all play out and affect us eventually. Like I said, I understand the concept behind it, but in actuality, it's not really working. Well, I think that's another very big issue that you're bringing up. So, so he's, you know, he, that's his worldview. He would like the United States to insulate itself. American nativism is about. But that's just, just not it, realistic. Well, okay. So tell that's me. That's like why saying, oh, we're just gonna like live in our house, and our kids, um, we're just gonna teach them everything that we think, and then you know, our kids will be fine. No, they. Uh, they have to exist in the real world and they have to leave the house and stuff. That's like not a real thing that he's thinking. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So, Bad so, analogy, and, I guess, but. Okay. So why, why do you think that? Why do I think what? Well, why do that you, it's a bad analogy? Yeah. No, I'm saying you can't just exist in your own little nucleus. You have to, everything is connected, whether he likes it or not. We are all somehow connected, and there's a domino effect when you make these kinds of decisions, you know, and there's, I'm not saying we should be in places forever and fight everybody's battles, but like with the trade war, as you pointed out before, things should be done in increments or in a rational, planned out way. He just does everything willy-nilly, like very impetuously with no real plan, so... That's my issue with him. I understand to do things, but you should do things over time, not like, boom, we're done. You know, boom. I don't like that trade situation, so I'm pulling out of the, you know, this and that. And I'm, no, like he has absolutely no foresight and he has no planning. I feel like he's not capable of thinking strategically and, and having patience. Are you still there or did you hang up on me? I think I lost Anthony Neal. No, I'm very, I'm very much here. I was, I was asking you another question. If the mooch is in the house. The mooch was like he was definitely texting on his other phone. No, I know you were. It's all good. I have you no, don't know I'm this, going. but I have a drone following you, and I know what you're doing at all times. Well, Tim I know Apple. You have a drone following me. You're going to shoot a cruise missile up my ass if I do anything wrong. So I, 
totally right. sure of that. I have so a tattoo so I on my ass that says your left hand only. on your other phone. As long as it wasn't anybody with a vag. Oh, my God. Are you actually using that on the... I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> Unless it's our daughter. Fingered it. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. You're absolutely crazy. Okay, all right, gone. So, all right, so, no, I mean, so so go back to this. So, so now, you know, let me ask... He's incapable of, of planning. And okay, being so he's, in, he's, he's, incapable, he's incapable of planning, but... Isn't there something more to it? I mean, I'm just wondering if there was a personal transaction involved or there's some kind of blackmail involved there where uh, Erdogan knows something about him or it's tied into the Trump Tower in Istanbul or it could be related to the Khashoggi murder. That something is going on where... Well, it could uh, be any and all of those things, but... I don't think anybody trusts Trump at this point. So it could be any of all those things, but... Uh, what we know is that when he looks up a new search, he's looking up the word Trump, not the United States. And when he's thinking about things, he's really not thinking about the people of the United States. He's thinking about himself, him personally, what it means to him. So, so this of is course, why there's but a he always has amount. been and always will. Yeah, that's so him I, from day one. Yeah. amount of distrust in this thing. So, so but uh, you know, uh, people have asked, you know, do I personally think that there will be ISIS attacks? in the United States related to this. And I would say in the near term, no. And I would say if we could figure out a way to stabilize the situation, no. Obviously, Speaker Pelosi and uh, Lindsey Graham, who's, uh, you know, been a butt, butt licker of Trump's for, you know, hated Trump, then become a butt licker, sort of like me, starts out hating the guy, then tries to lick his butt. Then I don't know where Lindsey is now. I'm obviously hating on the guy now, but He'll get there. He'll get to the hating on the guy part as well. That's that's the life cycle of uh, a relationship with Donald Trump. You try to like him, but it's impossible. So, so they're they're trying to put a reversal in place. And if that were to come to pass, or we end up putting troops back into the region, um, I think that would be a good thing. But I it's hard to assess right now. So we'll have to see what happens. But but. Uh, and this is one of the stupider things that he's done. And, you know, is that a word, stupider? I don't know. I like that word, though. It's like I'm George W. Bush today making up words. But I think Marinating. it's a stupid thing. I think it's a stupid thing. And uh, we'll have to see what happens. So. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So let's switch over to the China trade deal. This is another fascinating thing. Trump is uh, lying about that. He says he's got a trade deal done with the Chinese. They don't have a trade deal done with him. The market's rallying on this. Trump lied last month. He said he they phoned him over the evening and said that uh, they were going to restart trade talks. Um, there's no deal done. And, is it uh, amazing? Do you think it's amazing? Or weird to live your life 
with having no qualms about just lying your ass off every minute. Like, maybe I should try it and see how it goes. Like, how does he not know that that someone could easily call him out that that's not what happened? So it's somebody I worked with in the White House. I don't want to mention the name because I think it's unfair. Of course, I've said this publicly, but said to me that there was a situation once where they're preparing remarks for the Rose Garden. Uh, they're in the Oval Office. They're putting the remarks together. And the, the, the actual factual number was 84%. And so they put that in the speech. Trump gets out to the Rose Garden. He gives a speech. He says, well, 90% of the such and such. Above. They go back into the Oval Office and the person said, well, why, why did you say 90%? I mean, the, the real number was 84. It's going to get fact-checked by the Washington Post and by the all the different people here in Washington, why couldn't you just say the factual number? Trump looked, looked at the person nonplussed and said, well, 90% sounded better than 84. So I just went with that. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's him. And so mm-hmm. the weird thing is he's got a lot of people in the country. If you read these articles about his acolytes, and people that follow him around to these rallies where they've accepted from him that the media is inaccurate but the stuff that he's saying is act, actually accurate. So that's well. That's where it gets that, tricky, so. though. It gets tricky because we live in a day and age where most of the media is accurately and responsibly reporting things. But there's just this whole internet fog where things can be, you know, posted online that people take as Bible and. They're just made up things with zero, um, you know, whatchamacallit, references or nobody to confirm the story. And it can be anywhere at any time. You Google something and it comes up. So that's the problem. And he he goes on and on about that all the time. But, and you know, I guess with CNN, you had a problem with them also. So well, I did. I mean, there's a few bad actors that yeah, have exactly. like... That it, but he just takes that to the bank, you know? There's well, obviously think, bad actors in every industry, but he just goes off on that whole thing and generalizes that it's every single person in the news media, which is obviously not well, the case. unless it's a few of the commentators of Fox News that he likes, although he's liking... No, but now he's starting to turn on them. Yeah, I saw he said something about Brian Kilmeade and... Yep. I mean, Brian yesterday. Nobody's safe. Yeah. Nobody's safe. Well, he's going to hit those guys very hard because... If Fox breaks down and goes against them, you know, he knows it's completely over for him. So he's, yeah, but the interesting he, thing about his personality him. to um, analyze him, you know, like psychoanalyze him, he doesn't realize that he's that out of touch that he doesn't realize that if he alienates every single person, every single person, like if he even does that now to Fox, he mm-hmm. will be standing alone, like the cheese will be standing alone. But he doesn't even realize that. Well, that's a that's a self-destructive streak in his personality. So he's claiming there's a deal done with China. There is no deal done with China. Uh, the market reacted negatively to the nonsense about a deal or not a deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also think that the market is very afraid of an Elizabeth Warren presidency. Um, I would love to get your reaction to this. Yesterday, you and I were in Atlanta. You were watching Spider-Man, whatever it was called. Spider-Verse for the 50th time. Spider-Verse 50th time in one room. I was in the other room listening to the... uh, By the way, I wasn't watching that by myself. It was because our kids were watching. 
No, you're you're in love. With <laughs> Imagine Spider-Man. everybody thought I was obsessed with Spider Verse. Yeah, you're in love yeah. with Spider Verse by yourself. But anyway, yeah. I was in the other room sneaking this interview. Bernie Sanders being interviewed uh, by John Last at uh, uh, ABC News. He says that he's friends with Elizabeth Warren. He said, but uh, he disagrees with her. Elizabeth Warren says that she's a capitalist through her bones. He says he is definitely not that. He's a full-blown socialist, and he believes in income equality. And so, um, one, I think it's ironic that he thinks that Elizabeth Warren is a capitalist because she's being blasted by Mayor Bloomberg and others. And obviously, I don't think she's a capitalist. But, but so. Well, she's a capitalist you, when it comes to her own bank book. Yeah. Well, of course. Well, oh that's, God! That's what happens. Yeah, that's yeah, what happens, to everybody. Um, so, so Bernie, though. So what? Uh, what? Um, what do you? What do you think here? Uh, As it relates to the these, markets. Yeah. No. Yeah. But are either of these people politically viable? I mean, you're the you're the liberal in the family, so I'm just curious. I'm really not liberal. That's the funny thing. I can't say this enough. I now I sound like you. The what do you call yourself? Like the woodpecker and the. Parakeet. Parakeet. Yeah. So I sound like you now with this. I'm not a liberal by any means. I am very conservative fiscally. I don't believe in socialism. I think that's ridiculous. I'm all about capitalism and free markets and people weren't earning their wages and and all that. I just don't like stupid stuff like Mike Pence. I've told you this before. Like you can't get with the gay reformation or you can't get with like, you know, some guy in Alabama telling me that if my child is severely uh, ill in the womb that I can't make a decision as a mother to not have a child. Like those are the things I can't get with. It's the social stuff, but this kind of stuff, I I could never see myself voting for Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren because I think it's absolutely ridiculous. We've been to Cuba. We've been to other places where it's uh, basically a destructed, uh, old, sad place to see because nothing exists anymore because there's no nothing to strive for. Everybody is just basically coasting and miserable. And I think people should go see those places before they're spouting all of this about socialism. None of that works. That's like right. how we are with our kids. They, We fight with them all the time about doing what they need to do because they know at the end of the day they're getting the stupid cookie so they're like, why should I even bother? I'm getting the cookie, you know? So what motivates people when they have nothing to work for? Nothing. So, so a It's question, not a good model. question that's come in is that uh, would I vote for any of these Democrats, uh, given their policies on taxes, foreign policy, the economy, etc.? No, it's really and hard to do that, no, right? I, I would prefer not to. I would prefer to vote for a Republican, but not Donald Trump. And so I've obviously pushed... Uh, the idea of Governor Romney, uh, uh, Governor Romney has said he's not going to run. Right. Why would he at his age? Yes. Yeah. And I get all his that. his life situation, he doesn't need I, the, the hassle. I predict that Trump will not be the nominee and people like Romney will have to think about it again. So uh, maybe uh, Ann Romney, who's. No way. Yeah, she She's has definitely. no interest in any of this. So. And so. by the way, Mitt sweats Ann Romney. So whatever she says goes. Okay, I think that that's well said. The word sweat in that category is well said. It was a little hard for us to see them sweating together, but we'll move on. No, uh, oh my God, you are so old, 
sweats means like if I, I, I sweat know, you, it means I that I think. It, oh. I know what it means. I'm just thinking of the two of them sweating together. Ew. It has a little bit of a refractory effect refractory. on me. Refractory effect on me. It's a I slather hard. it on. Okay, so okay. let's let's well, go back right. over. Let's go to the next paragraph, and this is something I'm enjoying right now. Is the Hunter Biden story, and let me just say it this way: so he got paid. That's pretty swampy by the Ukraine. I had said to you, could you imagine Nick Scaramucci with his Pokemon card? Showing up at the Ukrainian board meeting <laughs> as much at age five. At age five, walking with the Pokemon cards and giving a fifteen-minute rendition of Blastoise, and, <laughs> and then you know getting his fifty thousand dollars for the month. God bless. Him. So obviously, I think that's very swampy. But I find the notion that uh, Rana Romney McDaniel, who got her started as a result of her family blasting him. Donald Trump Jr. blasting him, Ivanka Trump blasting him. I mean, I find it very ironic. You also had Ron Paul's son, Rand Paul, blasting him. And I'm like, okay. Uh, And then Sarah Huckabee's blasting him. Okay, you guys, how did you get your start in politics? How did you guys end up where you are? So I just think it's... um, There's there's like something going around. It's called... Absolute lack of self-awareness. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but I mean, so he gave an interview this morning. I don't know. You were obviously busy with the No, I saw it with else. Amy Robach, right? Okay. So what did, yeah. So what did you think of that interview? I mean, I, I think. as well. I think, like you said, it's what he, get, being on that board is obviously the dumbest thing I've ever heard because he has absolutely no knowledge or anything that he could, to my knowledge, that he, there's, what could he offer them? Uh, mm-hmm. that would make their company run better. I have mm-hmm. absolutely no idea. So for them to have him on the board is ridiculous. But the fact that he can actually sit there and be, uh, you know, self, not deprecating, but at least admit the fact that a lot of the things in his life um, have come his way or have something to do with his dad being the former vice president or being mm-hmm. involved in politics. And at least he has the nerve to say that, mm-hmm. you know, I can't yeah. stand people anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like really grating on my nerves at this point that are in denial or can't sit and tell the truth. Mm-hmm. It's so unbecoming. And I just feel like we've lost all of our sense of morality and all honesty has gone out the window. I can't, well, I can't well, take it. I'm in, I'm in, your camp on this, but I just think that, you know, Jared Avaka made $82 million this year. In yeah, the I know. White House. Uh, he's making How is that fair? Well, I just think it's ironic. I think it's a Trump strategy to throw heat and shine shade onto Hunter Biden. And, uh, and because he's trying to deflect. By the way, from throw shade. Throw shade. Okay. Shine shade. Okay. I can't really shine shade, but either way. I knew you were, I knew you were going to catch me on that verbal proofreader, but just, but in any event, I just think the whole thing is ridiculous, and it's the reason why most people are turned off. So, onto a Does lighter. Does it make you topic. want to lose your hair? Yeah, so that's a lighter. Or pull topic. your hair out? Yeah, so that's a lighter topic. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but many people <laughs> have asked me, like my 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 best friend from high school is bald like an eagle. Uh, my my older brother, who's listening, probably is oh my god, like a monk circle, looks like. 
a crop circle on the back of his head like the fucking aliens landed. <gasps> you just um, dropped an F-bomb. Did I? Okay, I take the F-bomb back. But yeah, no wonder why no thong. Me, how is it possible that I still have my hair given my dad is halfway bald, my brother's halfway bald, and everyone around me is more or less bald? So I'm going to let everybody in on a little bit of a secret. But before I do, I just want to point out that two out of three guys will experience some form of this male pattern baldness yeah, thirty-five. So I mean, most well, guys I know that I've seen, I saw them. In, the last day I saw them was we graduated college, and I bumped into them along the way. Now in life, fifteen, twenty years later, most yeah. people have a third yeah. of the hair that they used to, yeah, or, in, or less. They've increased the shoreline on their forehead, right? They got way Beach more front, front prop, property. property. Right? Yeah. Okay, so now but here's the thing: most guys don't <laughs> want to go to the doctor. They don't want to go to the pharmacy. You know, it's like buying tampons or something like that. They don't want to be seen there buying stuff. But there is a proven treatment that I use and I'm gonna just share with everybody. Rather than going to the doctor or You should I mean I think your hair looks like amazing for fifty five years old. Okay, so so basically I use something called keeps. Okay. And so what you should think about and again I'm not saying you need to use it, but it has great five star reviews, really no side effects. Um, you can go to, and since we're uh, in a promotion now with Keeps, they actually have a website uh, uh, targeted specifically for people that come in from our podcast. So it's www.keeps backslash mooch. And so it's no. keeps.com. www.keeps.com slash mooch. Right. You forgot right? the .com. Okay. But verbal, just verbal. saying. What would you do without me? Go to, no one would know what the go, hell you're talking about, ever. But if you go to keeps.com slash mooch, you can receive your first month of treatment for free. Okay, so I'm telling you, it works for me. Uh, the hair is thick. You would say my hair is thick, no? Yeah. Yeah, and I said no bad side effects, and it's been an amazing product. So uh, people that are constantly asking me, how the hell did I keep my hair? And here's one thing I would tell people. If you want to keep your hair, you got to start early. Uh, because once you start u- losing those hair follicles, it's almost impossible to get them back. So I've been you know, sort of doing this regimen for at least a half a decade now. And so I would recommend people go to keeps, K-E-E-P-S, dot com slash mooch. Okay, let's go on to the vaping situation, okay? Because I... Um, Is it slash or backslash? Just asking for a friend. I think it's sort of backslash, actually. I, I don't know. Okay. I think they could find it one way or the other. Okay. Find it. Um, but, uh, or they could raid your um, medicine cabinet. Yeah, don't be raiding my stuff. I need that stuff to keep the uh, the bulk. I'm good. Back. I don't. I have too much hey, hair. You know, I'm not. I'm not letting myself get a crop circle in the back like my brother David. Okay, just making sure everybody knows <laughs> that. So go to Keith. Uh, they don't end up like brother David. Okay. Okay. So now go to the vaping thing. <laughs> let me just okay. Let's. You well, vaping, vaping may cause you to lose your hair, yeah. right? Vaping so, probably causes you to die. I mean, this. Well, this is another is phenomenon, like along with lying, cheating, right. um, being completely unaware of self. I don't get this vaping thing. I see people walking around doing it, and I think they look like an absolute fool. So I don't know. And the other thing I was so basically the story is I was I heard about this earlier today also. Um, insurance companies are now going to charge higher premiums for people who vape. And as we know, they've always charged more 
for people who smoke. But what I want to know is, being that the whole world seems to be like just compiled a, a whole compilation of just humongous liars, do people actually write down on an insurance application that they smoke or vape? People actually admit to that? Or you have to go to the doctor and the doctor rats you out? Like, yeah, I've never well, done an insurance Well, I think physical. It's, a life, it's like a life insurance thing. And so I think what they're basically saying is that uh, if you've lied about it, and they, let's say they do the autopsy and you've burnt your lungs out through the chemical attack of vaping, uh, your life insurance is not going to be in place unless you admitted to them that you were a vapor and you pay the extra premium as a result of you doing that sort of harm to your lungs. So mm-hmm. the point is is that either tell us the truth up front or after we do the autopsy and see the destruction from the vaping, we're going to disallow the insurance. Right. Well, so I think it's so, a good so, thing Yeah, of course they would do. lie about it, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I totally think the insurance companies should all do that. But at the end of the day, I don't think it would deter people from vaping. When people, what we both know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, is when somebody is addicted to something or when someone really wants to do something, they're going to do it. So they, we should have these things in place because it's important to uh, take it all into consideration. But I honestly don't think it's going to stop anybody Mm-hmm. from doing it if they really want to. But right. what's going on, because I'm behind the news on this topic, sort of. I don't know what's going on with the whole situation and who, what states have banned it or not banned it or what's going on. New York State banned it, correct? Yeah, I think they have banned it or in the process of banning it. But uh, I think it's going to put a lot of these vape shops out of business. They're going to have to move into something safer. But, I mean, stuff causes severe damage. Even my 20-year-old son, who I beg not to do certain things, he's like, man, this vaping is going to wipe out my generation. So hopefully people get the message to stop vaping. So um, on, a, on a lighter note, Missouri, mm-hmm. okay, you had to have seen this, right? They're, is this the poop story? Yes. Yes. So basically... They're putting small flags down on abandoned dog poop as part of a campaign <laughs> to get residents to clean up after their pets downtown. The flags contain messages like, is this your turd? Because that's absurd. And this is a nudge to pick up the fudge. How oh, my God. Stop dropping shit on my lawn. You follow what I'm saying? But, but the campaign started this week. The police department noted on Facebook they're leaving me on a pet's mess violates a city ordinance, okay, but they're dropping a lot of poop apparently in this uh, part of the woods. So Your husband farted um, in his mouth? Oh, God. I think, like, we need those signs in our house. Well, the city said it picks up 25 pounds of Ew. poop a week from downtown parks and parking lots, and it's costing them, you know, cost them $7,500 a year and they would like the poop to stop. But what do you make of that? So basically what I know it sounds like a nanny state, but they need to have like poop cops. Well, I'm just wondering in San Francisco, the humans are pooping on the street. So are they going to put like bigger flags out? Or <laughs> no, they're going to need like those tented signs because everything's concrete. We know you're, we know you're able stop laying cable. I mean, Did you just make tent- that up? Yeah, I just made it up. Is that bad? 
That's so good. You should be yeah, on the, we, the campaign we, slogan staff. We know you're able, so stop laying cable. Right? Ripping uh, ass. Can you come up with another one? Let's see how good you are on the fly. Um, Buy the juice, but don't drop a deuce. That should be outside the Starbucks because they were all hang out there. <laughs> Here's the scoop. Don't be dropping your poop. <laughs> that should be outside the ice cream store. That's Dragging their testicles uh, on the anyway. floor. That's a wrap. We're done with this crap. How's that for an ending the poop for business? Okay. You know what's but, so funny? You're good. I should just peek my head outside the door. I basically came into, I tried to find the quietest corner of our house so the kids wouldn't be screaming up the podcast. But let me see. Let me peek my head outside the door and see if they're under control or if they're going to, if they're running around. Let's see. Oh, it's really quiet. Oh, you know why? There's a TV. Okay. They're watching Spider-Verse. They're watching TV. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. anyway, next Tuesday I'm back in the studio. All right, well, we'll we'll be back then, um, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. We will see you next tagline Tuesday. Taglines for you Yankee fans out there. Let's go Yankees! God bless. By the way, just as a side note, they are watching Spider Verse. Yeah, see me. that for the ninety-seven yeah. times. Oh my God! Right, well, go we will Yankees. see you next Tuesday, Moochies. All right. See you later, Mooch. I'll see you tonight. You got it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.